You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. We are back. For the AfterBuzz TV after show of Dexter Season 7, Episode 3, Buck the System. Bucket. Bucket, <laughs> which we know now is a euphemism for the F word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I am your host, Sean Overman. And I'm joined by my co-hosts. I'm JJ Jorgens. Lauren Burns. I'm uh, Stephen Lemieux. I'm Anna Koppel. And we welcome, actually, our special guest, Lauren Burns, who... Happened to be uh, an actress on Dexter's th- this season episode uh, or yes. season seven uh, of Dexter. So yeah. thank you so much for being here and thank Anna for getting her in the studio. Yeah, Lauren and I are friends. Yep. And she was actually she was on last week's episode. Yes. So awesome. I, okay, so you were in last week's episode. Where? What scene were you in exactly? Um, I was actually one of the FBI people digging the hole. Oh, digging the hole for the Randall case. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is so cool. And didn't you say you, like, got blood on your face? I did, but they didn't end up showing that shot. I was right beside Dexter when he got hit by the truck, and I got splattered with blood. Oh, wow. (laughs) Did it taste nice? No. (laughs) (laughs) You said, uh, there was something interesting about the set there you said that was really cool. Oh, you know, one of the things I think is great is, and a lot of sets should be doing this, is that they're all green. And that means that they make the whole crew have their own cantinas, and then they just have to refill it with water, and they're very healthy, conscious. and Cool. Really kind of keeping with it. And everyone's amazing on that set. Oh, my God. If anyone's listening that works on that set, you guys are awesome. Also, so. tell us about, you had a little tidbit about the ice cream Oh, yeah, the ice cream shop. I was talking to one of the guys, and he said that uh, they built that from scratch. So they just rented, like, a back road behind this, like, outdoor shopping center. And so they built everything from scratch. It was completely fake, and they had to run lines out for electricity to get the ice cream to work. And (laughs) I don't even think you really saw any of the people eating ice creams except for the um, jail guy. Yeah. Randall. Randall, yeah. Yeah, Randall. And Dexter looked like he wanted some, too. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Did you get to try it? Because it looked pretty amazing. Oh, my gosh. I was so upset. I was digging harder than any of the boys on there. And, uh... I kept asking for ice cream, but all the other extras on the other side of the road were all eating ice cream because that was their job. <laughs> we did not get one bite. It was not fair. after you were done. That's yeah, yeah. that's horrible. So, but no, it was it was awesome. Everyone's really nice on set, and um, 
uh, like the lead actors, they're they're. I mean, like you don't really get a chat with them on set. You want to let them have their space to get in character and work. But um, Jennifer was really nice. Like I was chatting with some of the other guys on set, and she was just kind of listening in and smiled at me, and was just really friendly. And everyone, I mean, the hair and makeup, wardrobe, everyone's super super nice there. And I've worked a ton of sets, and they're by far I think the top. And I'm not just saying that because we're talking about Dexter, but they're the ones that I'm always like, oh well, you should work on Dexter because they're amazing. <laughs> cool. I actually uh, noted something down about Jennifer Carpenter. I noticed mm-hmm. that she's been getting more tan. Yeah. She's been getting more sun. Now, does, <laughs> is she... Okay, on this episode, I feel like there's a big jump between last episode mm-hmm. and this one in how tan she looked. Is she, is she getting more tan in person? No, it's probably just the lighting. I bet because most of that stuff was shot all outside, so it's going to make you look lighter, anyways. Um, lighting honestly changes everything. Yeah. So they can make me look tan, and I'm pretty white. So <laughs> I think it's also her hair too. If you follow yes, the seasons, too. her hair now yeah. is now lighter, and it's got a really cool golden color to it. Yeah. I think that oh. changes the skin tone for yeah. a lady. It does. <laughs> it does. Absolutely. Now, I believe Anna had something to, before we get started on the outline. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I do. Um, so I just was feeling like a little Dexter deprived. So over the weekend, I, you know, busted out season four and did a little mini marathon and noticed some things that we had talked about uh, last week's episode. One of the things being that, remember, uh, LaGuerta asked... Uh, Masuka, do we ever use blood slides? And Masuka mm-hmm. said no. Well, that's wrong. Mm. You found something. <laughs> I found something. So, uh, season four was all about Trinity. And, uh, you know, I don't want to spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't seen season four, but I don't think any of the super fans have not seen season four. <laughs> exactly. But so. With Trinity, he would he would kill his victims in the bathtub, and he re-killed in the same bathtub. And so uh, Dexter went, pulled up part of the bathroom floor, and went to go get old blood. He swat, um, swabbed it with a Q-tip, put it on a blood slide. Mm-hmm. Everybody was there. The, like, the whole crew uh. was there. He put it on a blood slide. So that's one thing. Just saying. <laughs> then, you know, Dexter stopped Trinity from killing himself. You know, Trinity was going to jump off of the building and and Dexter saved his life and I had predicted last week that Dexter was going to kill himself that that was that committing suicide that that was how it was going to stop and um there was a quote he said this is his solution suicide will it be my only solution someday oh yeah a little foreshadow so wow. I think and we brought it back with Randall, mm-hmm. this serial killer guy who offed himself right yep. in front yep. of Dexter. And yep. he brought so, it back then, too. So I'm just saying a little foreshadow. Nice catch. Mm-hmm. Very good, Anna. Just saying. 
<laughs> so let's go ahead and get into the outline. We have this was a really good episode as well. Like seriously, my heart was pounding during a lot of it. It was fantastic okay. from the beginning. Like let's start about the opening scenes, just all the way this time from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. I felt that was fantastic. Absolutely, and we're going to talk about, of course, another Dex and Deb rich episode. We're going to talk about uh, Lewis and Dex and how that gets wrapped up, <laughs> and we'll, we'll discuss uh, Quinn and Nadia's relationship as well. And uh, we're going to do the Anderson case slash the Baskov case. And we're also going to talk about a potential, this is a spoiler alert for people listening, potential new love interest, Hannah McKay from the Randall case, who Dexter dropped a Q-tip on. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) He got so nervous with her. And then we'll wrap it up with some news and gossip. And, of course, we're going to talk more with our special guest here, Lauren. Woohoo! All right. (laughs) So let's go ahead and get into, um, let's go ahead and get into Deb and Dex. So she follows him to the post office, right? It's like she's, like, leading a child everywhere he's supposed to go, and she doesn't want him to get off track, right? How did you guys feel about that scene? It's just like her. <laughs> I mean, she's stubborn, she's opinionated, and she's not going to let him do what he wants to do. So the fact that, I mean, it's it's just even exaggerated by the fact it's a post office, and he's already trapped in the post office. Mm-hmm. Now he's got someone watching him outside. I love the uh, I loved the little snippet scenes they had throughout the episode too. Like, what did you guys think of those? I thought that was funny. That actually. Loved it. Um, it it's I like how they do scenes like that where he's like fantasizing and stuff's happening. They haven't been doing too much of that recently in the last few seasons, so it's good to see him going crazy like internally. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it added a good comedic relief too. Like it was great because we all everybody knows everyone hates the post office <laughs> and they're all like that, and it's a miserable place to go. Sorry if any postal <laughs> workers are listening to us. I love you. Um, anyway, but like slicing her neck and then when he you know gets masuka, I just thought it was good. Like quick. Um, good comedy. Well, speaking of Masuka, mm-hmm. Masuka noticed that Deb mm-hmm. is mad at him, mm-hmm. eyeing him. Yeah. And so I, I, that's something that maybe will show up throughout the season. But that's, you know, dangerous that he's noticing Deb's behavior towards Dexter. Mm-hmm. So something to be aware of. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that a lot of us here, you know, you mentioned you've um, uh, earlier that you've watched, for sure, you watched the first couple of seasons, yeah. Lauren. So... Uh, I think that in the, I think it was season one or two, uh, Dexter remarks upon how, oh, these people like waiting in line, like he's at a coffee shop Mm -hmm. and he loves waiting in line. Actually, he said he loves doing it. He loves seeing people's reactions to not getting their morning latte. Right. (laughs) So it was just, it was such a stark contrast to this episode where he's going crazy because he's on edge of not getting his addiction, Mm -hmm. not getting his caffeine, which is killing. So what, what did you think about? You know that that whole that well, whole him waiting in, at the post office and stuff. And I mean, the it's a great scene because you know everyone can relate to that. Because when you go to the post office, that's all you do is wait. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's really great seeing him kind of actually kill other people and then his his coworkers and friends because they never get to be in any part of that. So I'm sure they had fun shooting those scenes, first of all. But um, no, it's good to see that side. And plus, looking at it from a character standpoint, I mean, for Michael to be taking his character, it's a demented character. And to be able to have to evolve him every single season, where is he going with him and and what is he going to do? I think it's kind of cool to see this season because I watched the first two seasons. And then seeing the change of the actors is amazing and kind of sidetracking Jennifer is 
amazing. She, when she first started acting, you could tell she's kind of a newbie to the show and new to probably maybe acting. I don't know, but she's grown so much as an actress. Oh my God. Mm. She's amazing now. I love her. Um, and I've always loved her. Her character is great. Um, but for him, going back to him killing people, I think now we can kind of more see inside his head of like how really messed up he is because now he is not getting what he needs to release that energy. And how can it explode at one point if he holds back for too long? How long are they going to keep him from not killing somebody? So, Well, I think it really can explode for some point because there yeah. is the... I, I believe it was during the season with Lumen where he went out to back where the Trinity son was and he literally just took that bathroom key that was like an anchor or something, beat someone's skull in the mm-hmm. middle yeah. of nowhere, and then right. just left. Like yeah. it's like that was when he the dude that he dumped in the silo, right? Yeah, it's, it's like he hmm. it got to that boiling point and he went out on it. But this time he has Deb being like, "You're at a boiling point. I'm not going to let you go to that boiling point." I feel like this um, this whole him being deprived of a kill is is a complete nod to season two, like uh, Anna mentioned last week, and uh, it's it. It really reminds me of the whole, like, little Chino thing. Oh, actually, no, backtrack a little bit. It reminds me of when season two opens up, he's bowling. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. He's like, tonight's the night. And then he's like, it's bowling night, and I really need a kill. I need to kill somebody really bad. And he's just, he's doing that. And it totally reminds me of this because it's all that frustration and stuff. So they're bringing it back. And it, it's nice to see that as well. Um, so... Deb's watching him in the episode, and it's driving him nuts, clearly. And he goes to the gym. He's obviously searching for a kill again, this guy. Uh, Speckler? Speltzer. Speltzer. Speltzer, right? So he's stalking Speltzer, and this guy, again, like, this guy's like a nod to Little Chino from season two, which is really cool. This guy is huge and buff, right? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, what was he doing with the... Why was he putting his hands in the bucket of water and, like, squeezing stuff while he was working out? Oh, it's like, it's cold water, I believe. Like, they do that for ice water. It's like icing their... Yeah. I see. He was like no, icing like yeah. afterwards it's to like make himself cool down it's, a little it's bit. A, uh, it's a muscle, it's a muscle oh, thing you do when you're working out. You that's right. Don't put your hands or put your muscle in like a tub of ice. It, oh, really? Ice and water. Yeah. It's, hmm. It just gives a shock therapy to the muscles. But yeah, it's, um, it's, he's, he's very intimidating just seeing the character in the first place. And the fact that he shaves his head, it's like a very, it's cool that Dexter catches up. He shaved his head, he's ready to kill someone again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the ritual for this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it actually, it's probably, uh, it's probably a smart thing to do because then he doesn't leave any fibers at the scene. The mm-hmm. guy, he, he kept yeah. his, like, couch, right? He kept it wrapped in plastic mm-hmm. later on in the episode and stuff like that, so it, it was just interesting to see that stuff. So, but, you know, Deb agrees to back off, but she still follows Dexter, mm-hmm. and that, that was just hilarious, and obviously Dexter, he's smart enough he catches on to it, right? So he, he invites her over to the bar, mm-hmm. and what does he reveal to her? He reveals that she, that she was following her, yeah. him, yeah. And he tells of, like, he tells his killing ritual, and he shows Speltzer to her, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going through all this stuff, and he's trying to make it okay for him to do this to, in her eyes. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for her approval and stuff, which obviously is his way of convincing her. And that's where we get into the whole buck the system thing, right? In that scene in mm-hmm. the bar mm-hmm. where he's just like, he's showing that the system is broken. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting, especially because like he's following Speltzer and Deb's following him. So it's kind of the whole conglomeration of the two. And she makes the big scene within there. I'm glad they didn't really go into that too much with Speltzer seeing Dexter or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But her whole argument was from her standpoint to him, you can't kill anybody. The system works. The system works. And then later in the episode when she talks to LaGuerta, she's in Dexter's shoes. She's like, this is, this is whatever. And she's hearing her own argument from LaGuerta, and she realizes how effed up it is. She's like, yeah. 
whoa, like mm-hmm. this is what I've been telling Dexter. No wonder he's not listening to me because the system's flawed. Exactly. And that whole lizard brain conversation was so, <laughs> so uh, hilarious. I think that's foreboding right there, foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. she's using his words. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, you actually... Um, you mentioned to me that you read some of the books, and I was reading, uh, I'm actually reading the very first book right now. Mm-hmm. I never cracked open any of the Dexter books oh. by Lindsay until now, mm-hmm. and they're really good, and pretty much like I'm on uh, chapter eight, and it's almost the exact same thing as the pilot episode up until that chapter, yeah. and it totally, like, everything that's going on right now with his hunches helping up Deb, mm-hmm. helping out Deb, it's exactly what happened in season one of Dexter on the on the series, the television series, so it's just it's just really interesting to see how her his hunches have helped her so much in her career she's a lieutenant now yeah thanks to dexter there's a great there's a great line in this that says uh well he's like i've been your i've been the one who's been tipping you off i got you to where you Mm -hmm. are because it's it's absolutely true um can i go into a little spoiler alert here go ahead um so at the end of the first book i want to actually go back and read it again to compare these because deb Deb finds out about Dexter at the end of the first book because she's wide awake when they're in the room with his brother, with Rudy. Well, I want to I take that and compare what's going on now because this is the kind of the same thing going on between how she's reacting to it and what's going on. She uses Dexter in the books. Yeah. Like, so she comes around. Like, this is where she is in the books to a point, and then she comes around. She's like, Dexter, I got to get this guy. We got to get this guy. Can you break into this place and get this evidence? It's like, she, she, she just mm. is a flop, basically. She starts using him. She's already using him for every, every piece of evidence she can get in the cases. So he becomes kind of a tool in the Deborah toolbox to use yeah so it it actually does feel like yeah she's going to be going that way which is really cool and she they do it really dramatically obviously in the first mm-hmm. book you know it's it's just like one book which would be like the equivalent of a se- uh, a season for us you know in the tv world and you were mentioning lauren that mm-hmm. she like all the characters have been developing and they've been mm-hmm. evolving and do you feel like by the end of this season that uh, deborah is actually going to evolve to the point where she does use dexter um, I would definitely agree with that. I have my own opinions right now. There's, this was a media episode. So I, I kind of honestly, like, I don't know. Can I forecast something yeah, that I think alert, might happen? Yeah. But I don't know. I think it was really unique when she wa- walked in there and was like, you know, can we get a search warrant for this? And she's like, no, you can't. And she starts using Dexter's words. Well, she's already suspicious of something. We don't know what's going on with her, who she's suspicious of. But, you know, she knows something is up. And I think what could end up happening, and I like to write, so maybe my brain's kind of already on that track of like yeah. coming up what could happen. But I think it would be a perfect ending to the show to where everyone thinks it's his sister that's been the mass murderer and killing all these people. And then he'd, and everything blows up in his face because he loves his sister. And if she's the one who everyone, all of a sudden, all these things, because she's now going to have that extra knowledge on getting people before they start killing people, if that goes that way that she could end up being the one going to jail and he's going to have to, you know, come clean and something's hmm. going to happen and maybe go back to the suicide, you know, and leave a note or something and be like, my sister didn't do it. It was me. Wow. I don't yeah. know. That would be so <laughs> insane if that yeah. stuff happened. And so. um, and he's going to have such a conflict with his code, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. one of the things in his code, the big rules is don't get caught, right? Mm-hmm. But then he has to, he loves his sister and Harry always told him to mm-hmm. love Deb and if she finds out, you know, like anything that happens, like it's his responsibility, yeah. you know? So what's he going to do if she ends up being pegged for being mm-hmm. the the actual Bay mm-hmm. Harbor butcher mm-hmm. or whatever. And I mean, like, she's using crazy words. He's crazy. His character is crazy and, uh, to a certain extent. And she's using his words. So that's 
she's becoming him through other people's eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of seemed that way yeah. in that scene, especially. So can we talk yeah. about how she loves him or yeah. how? Yeah. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that was also going on. Let's hmm. do that. So when she asks, she asked Dexter to get uh, a DNA swab from some gentleman who was, <laughs> uh, and he ended up sort of strangling him. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. yeah. And he said he was uncooperative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they had this argument in the alley and she kind of like stroked his arm, which is something that ladies do. I mean, we all know we have feminine wiles and we all know a little stroke of the arm or the chest or, you know, that's a move. So I feel like she put a move on Dexter. It was definitely like, it was definitely, you don't think no, so? Lauren I don't think, think so. so. Uh, I think it was Tell a move. Tell us why not. I think, I think because maybe I didn't watch the season right before this one because I heard that they were really going that way and pushing it big time. But from me watching the beginning of the season, I don't get any sexual tension between the two characters. But um, I don't think they would ever go that way. I think she's now because of the whole psycho thing and she's coming at a sisterly love point and now they got the blonde girl but now but so, now yeah. she's coming around to his way of thinking and then they also like they had this fight in the bar that i felt like was such a couple's fight like not here and, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. pulls her over yes. and then like yeah. yeah i just felt like that was such a couple's fight I, I mean that would never happen between my brother and i and that would you know i would never stroke my brother's arm like that i just you know i have i have two brothers and that just wouldn't happen. So yeah, I, I think she's still torn because I think you have those feelings. They're still in there as much as she had them last season. Mm-hmm. I don't think you just drop that right away. But I don't feel it as intensely as I did mm-hmm. last year watching the, the, totally. the final yeah. one. I so, totally agree, I think, but it, I think it's there. Yeah. I think it's still there. Yeah. Gross. Well, yeah, Gross, so, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're not related. I know, no, but see, the thing is that they are half related. She just doesn't know. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert for people I who don't know, know out there. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, she there's also she there was a line from Dexter at the end where he says Deb I'm still your brother nothing's mm-hmm. changed so it was like very clear from I'm still yes. your brother nothing and she's like everything's changed mm-hmm. so I feel I don't I just feel like that might be related do you want it to go that way <laughs> I, yeah I mean, I'm sick I'm sick <laughs> and we don't want it to go that way but that's why the writers are exploring that for us yeah. but they brought that blonde is hot I'm going back to her she's awesome she's hot yeah I think she's gonna be great you know I have I have like a, I want to like say a little prediction right now before mm-hmm. I forget about because I didn't write this down but I feel like she's gonna interfere with Dex and Deb's relationship, and Deb's probably going to get jealous of her hmm. because she still has a little bit of incestuous feelings for Dexter. I have hmm. a prediction about her later, too. So uh, let's go ahead and move into Lewis and Dex. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe. We finally wrapped this up. Not as neat as I was hoping for, but <laughs> no. didn't, did I say last time that the mob was somehow going to get Lewis? Well, I, I, I think, who, who was it I think that said did. that, we were, that did, Dexter yeah. was going to frame Lewis with the mob? I felt it I didn't even say I didn't say frame maybe maybe I did but I felt like I don't know I felt like it was just going to end up like that the mob was going to kill Lewis somehow <laughs> and it <laughs> happened man it was awesome so uh, Lewis is at the department again flipping off Dexter in that very <laughs> under you know subtle way right well even the first mm-hmm. scene when he walks in and Lewis just looks at him as he walks by it's just like oh, yeah yeah huh. yeah it was it really pissed me off too yeah. <laughs> But the way Dexter set him up was classic. It was oh, so yeah. good. Two packages. Back at, yeah. <laughs> it was great. And do you do you think that Deb knew? She probably didn't know what was in the packages no. when we sent him at the post no, office. No, no, no. Uh-uh. 
But that's great. They open up the episode with the two packages, and then they kind of drop it for a bit, and then it comes back, mm-hmm. and you're like, mm-hmm. ah. Yes. Step one is complete. Mm-hmm. Masuka gets pissed. And you know, I feel like Jamie he was hurt. Pissed. I feel like he was hurt more than he oh, was yeah. pissed. Yeah. I felt sad for Masuka. I did, too. I did. Well, maybe yeah. He always has bad luck. Bad see. luck with interns, ladies. He's just tough <laughs> on his luck. Oh, that's right. He does. I want to just, like, quickly say, um, C.S. Lee is incredible. We've been trying to get him on the show, so if anybody's listening... <laughs> Please, come on the show. We love you. We want to talk about your character. Your raunchy character. Mm-hmm. The yeah. end. Absolutely. Yeah, the so end. People comment at us. You know, check out our iTunes page. Uh, go ahead and, you know, tell a friend. It's, it's, it takes a minute. You know, go give us five stars on there. Comment. Say how much you want C.S. Lee to come to AfterBuzz <laughs> and talk with us and share in the conversation. And, of course, you know, don't forget, like, you guys can even call us here in the studio in 424-256-1729. And, you know, hit us up that way. Hit us at up on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV, Facebook.com um, slash AfterBuzzTV as well. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about... Well, really quickly, oh, um, whoever whoever said on iTunes that I was sexy, I think that's awesome. And, <laughs> and thank you. And we have a very smart audience. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo. Yeah, so made me feel good. Thanks. <laughs> that's awesome. Did you get the username? Uh, I... I saw the username i don't have it on me but i probably should have. give him a shout out i'll try <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll try seeing if i can get the, the i could i could probably yeah, get check it. out the comments right now i'll so look right now point. i don't so want, you, can find you keep stuff. talking in the meantime and then i'll just interrupt you what about you lauren do you get any uh comments like that on your facebook fan page or anything um you know not so much i'm glad i don't know i mean like i'll have comments from my friends like when i go red carpet events or something people will comment like i loved your dress you look gorgeous Stuff like that. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. It's always good to hear a compliment. When is it not? Oh, it's yeah. Absolutely. Great. Especially in Hollywood. It doesn't come around often. Sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah. um, before I move off Lewis, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about that. Like, uh, especially when, what's the name of Dexter's housekeeper? Oh, I can't uh, Jamie. 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 Yeah, the babysitter, Jamie. actually. Sorry, yeah. 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 Jamie, when Jamie's watching the video, like, what do you think is going to happen between that? Because now Lewis is gone. Lew- the last thing Lewis says to her is Dexter's setting yeah. me up, and then Lewis Ooh. is dead on Dexter's boat. So with the blood dripping onto the boat, yeah. which we clearly saw. They did. Mm-hmm. They expe- they did a cut just to show the blood on the boat. Mm-hmm. So it's especially like, are they going to lead that into anything? Because I don't know if is the mob going to be. Are they going to dispose of the body, or are they just going to leave it there on Dexter's boat for the cops to find, or, or just mm-hmm. to just to maybe even set up Dexter or something like that? I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting to see because otherwise they could have just had a. They didn't have to have that big of a scene for Jamie yeah. storming out. But now Lewis goes away forever and ends up dead on Absolutely. Dexter's boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, they have that video deal. of him saying how he wants to kill Dexter. You know. So, oh yeah, it's yeah. on the computer. So, yeah, that's on the computer. That's so, right. And then it's on Dexter's boat. So Ooh, yeah, this is going to be another Dexter hunt season. <laughs> those, wow, those Ukrainians love those power tools, though. I got. <laughs> They're very efficient with them. And the eyeballs too. Yeah. The, the eyeballs. Screwdriver in yeah. the eyeball. Yeah, and then drill the, in the eyeball. The drill potential drill uh, in the eyeball. I have I have the comment. It's, it's actually it's on YouTube and it's Mr. Funny Manist. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Thanks for the comments, sir. Oh, man. It took me a long time. <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, talk about Quinn and Nadia really briefly, okay? So Nadia, she comes into the police department, and she acts like a stray cat, right? 
And Quentin makes that funny joke, which I actually have for my favorite quotes later on. And they're in, they end up having dinner at, um, at her apartment, right? And uh, she, at first, you know, when they were at the uh, department, she was asking about the bracelet. And that's where it had that whole GPS tracker thing. She reveals that when she goes back to the strip club, the foxhole. And she, but when, when it comes to the dinner, and we jump ahead again to the dinner, she's seemingly very honest with Quinn. Like, how did you guys feel she was acting? I feel like she's a double agent. Ooh. I don't feel like you can trust her. Those Ukrainians and Russians. Yeah. Sly people. I mean... Where, where are we? Are we, are we in the Cold War again? Like, honestly. <laughs> I think she really likes him. I don't know. I, I do, know. too. I, did, I, I think she really fell yeah. for him and w- so was going to be honest with him. Because otherwise, I, if she didn't, I don't think she would have said that and would have told him what she was doing. Well, I, she's I she either, she really, there's two options. She really, really likes him or she's a double agent in the sense that she's for herself because she's pl- and she's playing both yeah. parties. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's big, uh, when people are dying, there's big opportunities to move up in the Ukrainian mob. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, it, uh, we're upset about a heroin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The muling. The muling. You know. And that's what the whole GPS tracker was for. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, guys, when people are like muling in heroin, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a little dangerous and you kind of don't want to mess with these people. So, two be like honest with Quinn. I, I don't know. I, I don't trust it. I think she's, huh. I think she's double agenting. And I just want to point out that this is kind of the second time this has happened to Quinn with he, this <laughs> happened with Trinity's daughter who was the reporter and was just kind of using mm-hmm. him. And it's like, no, really? I like you. But then you know, things would end up in the paper. And he slept with Geller's assistant too. The oh, last. Yes. Year. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He's an idiot. He, he doesn't make the best <laughs> he's, choices. He's so dumb. <laughs> he's, al- he's, almost like, he's almost like Deborah he's in like a way, a sleeping guy. with inappropriate people. <laughs> they made such a good couple. Why don't we get know, back that's, together? That's what I wanted the first time we said, like, let's just get them back together. Yeah. We can make poor choices together. <laughs> really? An idiot. Exactly. <laughs> so it looked like by the end of that scene in the apartment that they're getting really passionate, right? And our DVR was acting up. I could not believe that yeah. stuff. You know, it's like, what? What's going yeah. on? We can't see all this stuff. We kind of cut out a lot of the mausoleum scene, too. Like, we didn't even know about the earring until later because we only saw a little bit of the bullhead. Yeah. That's right. Thank you, DVR. We love you. Technical difficulties. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, talk about Hannah McKay. So this is the girl who helped out Randall, from the, the serial killer from the Randall case. It was his girlfriend. It was mm-hmm. his girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time of the killings and stuff. So uh, Dexter got... Like, he, he seemed to be attracted to her a little bit. He got nervous, swabbing her mouth, putting something in her mouth. He got nervous. Well, it seemed like <laughs> she, she was doing it to him, it seemed like, a little bit. Like, she was playing it a little bit up. Yeah, you know, at first yeah. she didn't she didn't like using his, you know, on a first-name basis type thing. She seemed more professional about it. Mm-hmm. But then after after that whole swab-the-mouth thing, she seemed a lot more comfortable. Yeah, but when they had <laughs> eye contact That's... at the very beginning, that was too long of eye contact yeah. for anyone. Exactly. So there was a mutual connection right from the get-go. Uh-huh. So I don't know. And she's blonde, so I don't know if Dexter has a thing for blondes. He does. <laughs> uh-huh. you know? Rita Lumen? Oh, my yeah. gosh. And now Hannah McKay. Yeah. Oh. I prefer him over Lumen, though, honestly. And, oh, oh uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> And also probably because she was the, you know, sidekick yeah. to well, Randall. So she's I'm another s- kind of, you know, he might be thinking... 
yeah. another Maybe. partner. Well, and another. what about her character? Because I'm assuming she went to juvie. She was underage. That's why they couldn't get the swab. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she went because she was probably a part of the killings or knew, knows about it mm-hmm. and has tried to forget it as she's saying she's trying to get that out of her life. So maybe she helped kill or did most of the killings herself and got away with it. I don't know if that could be something. Mm-hmm. That comes That's right. They showed mm-hmm. in the teaser yeah. for the at, the at the the premiere episode for this season. They uh-huh. showed a little teaser and that she may be stalking Dexter Ooh. later in the season. Well, I it it's kind of a prediction. Oh no, oh no. But uh, she's attracted to the whole you know the serial killer thing. But when mm-hmm. when he opened the bag that had what it was, it had a woman's shirt. Could have been Hannah's. And it had lots and lots and lots of trophies. Toys. Toys. So trophies, yeah. what kind of my thing is, I think it's going to be Dexter mm. kind of falls for her and she ends up as the person who yes. did most of the killings. Yeah, because why would a guy keep those feminine, feminine products, right? Well, I mean, it just, a toy. it just seems like she, she, was, she had more to two in the murders. And they're keeping the Randall case open because they could have just as easily ended it with him dying. And then I'm like, I'm watching and I'm like, Oh, they're bringing up the Randall case again. Oh, they introduced mm-hmm. Hannah, but then they're keeping the Randall case open. Yeah, that was interesting. That doesn't mm-hmm. happen very often with, yeah. with the Miami-Dade metro department. <laughs> <laughs> Usually once people die, it's like swept on the carpet, especially, mm-hmm. yeah. This is the first time they're doing like a cold case mm-hmm. expedition like this where it's like lasted more than a couple of episodes. So that's, mm. that is pretty interesting. Mm. But you know what else is interesting? Checking out the fall <laughs> ABTV AfterBuzz TV schedule. We have all kinds of awesome shows that we're going to be doing AfterBuzz TV shows for, namely Sons of Anarchy, which I love. I love that show too. I don't know if anybody's current, but I love that show. It's a great show. Uh, Boardwalk Empire as well. Vampire Diaries. Not my cup of tea, but a lot of people <laughs> like it. And what I love is The Walking Dead. Oh, I watched. Yeah. I watched the first two seasons on Netflix and. You know, like here at AfterBuzz TV, we're going to be doing the season three recap starting tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to download that, check it out on you know, the podcast for iTunes or, down, or check it out on YouTube, whatever. Go ahead and knock yourselves out. We have an awesome schedule and awesome lineup here for the fall season. Um, I'm going to be here later tonight buzzing about uh, Revenge at 10 o'clock Ooh. if you want to check that out. Ah. And I'll be right show. after you doing the 666 and ABC lineup night. That's right. Those are, those are awesome shows, too. Catch your favorite hosts and hostesses, of course. That's right. But yes. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, don't forget that. Yeah. So, so speaking of our lovely hostesses, then going back to the foxhole, uh, <laughs> going back to the foxhole, the scene where Isaac and Dexter have a conversation. That was mm-hmm. nice. I liked it. What were your thoughts? Like, did, what did you think they were going to talk about during that whole scene? Because they literally said nothing, but they really kind of understood each other in a way. Mm. I liked how you said the dramatic irony when you pointed that out to us. Because we, as the audience, know that the characters... It's actually in, in drama, it's usually called pathetic fallacy, right? Mm-hmm. Where we, as the audience, know exactly what's happening, but the characters don't. Yeah. So there they are, you know, Isaac's hunting Dexter... And he doesn't know it. Neither of them knows who the other one is. So it was pretty interesting to see that dialogue happening. Yeah, and the line at the end, like, I hope you find what you're looking for. It's perfect, you know. And then he finds Lewis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he finds out Dexter's name, but he doesn't yet have the name to the face. But I love the the metaphor they had because they're like, we're two men in a strip club. We're not having drinks and we're not looking at tits, yet we're still frustrated. (laughs) It's like, yeah, we're frustrated. (laughs) Absolutely. That was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's. Uh, we're actually going to talk with uh, Lauren a little bit really? about her. Uh, let's hear about your career. I want to hear more about that. All and right. then after we talk about that, we'll move into some news and gossip. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so how did you start well, off? 
Oh my gosh. Well, I came out here originally just to move out here. I'm originally from Aspen, Colorado. I was a snowboarder. And so I dropped out of school to compete in snowboarding and then I ended up teaching for a lot. So most of my pro career is from teaching people, but ended up having a blast snowboarding. But then it's a really small town. I was like, I'm going to move somewhere in New York, California. Long story short, ended up here. And wow. uh, what was the population of uh, Aspen? It was it actually in Aspen or like were you in near Aspen, yeah. in Aspen? Yeah, okay. Snowmass, Aspen. There? I don't know what the population is. I just know it's really, really small because when it's off season, there's like no one there. Oh, wow. So, but it's fun. You get to meet a lot of people from out of the country, which is kind of cool. And the snow is amazing. Um, yeah, I can't snowboard here. <laughs> Utah and Colorado. I am so spoiled. Yes, thank you. Sundance. That's I, where I'm going snowboarding mm. all the time now. So. And I have to tell, I told her before the show, I agree mm-hmm. with you on the Colorado. I grew up in Nebraska and my yeah. uncle had a condo in Copper Mountain, so Yay. every Easter we spend in Copper, Breckenridge, Keystone, yeah. and Colorado skiing yeah. is fantastic. Well, and I'm actually, yeah. it's funny, there's a story, I can't talk about it, but there's a story that happened at Copper Mountain in 83, and I'm actually writing a script off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know someone, I have a guy that actually experienced what happened, so, so I'm going to be having a snowboarding film, hopefully. So, Lauren, tell us why, uh, why you're going to be uh, at Sundance. Um, well, I don't know if it got accepted yet, but I just did a film with Molly uh, Fitzgerald, and she, it's called, um, I think they ended up picking The Unlawful Truth. I think that's what she ended up picking for the title, but they just submitted to Sundance, so hopefully I'll be getting in for that. Um, nice. But I go every year to go snowboarding and party. I don't know how many screenings <laughs> yeah. I actually see. I think I saw one Jesse and Celeste Forever last year with like Elijah Wood and some other people in it, and I so, can't remember, and uh, he's not even the lead. So that's horrible. Sorry, you guys. It so, was a good film. So how oh, it's a great Andy Samberg. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Thank you. I loved it. So how do you go from snowboarder moving to Hollywood to the acting scene? Uh, uh, well, you know, I started uh, getting into, I think, just the creative arts when I was 11. I mm-hmm. saw Fiddler on the Roof, and that kind of got my juices flowing, and then saw an improv group, and I still am very current in doing improv. I absolutely love it. And then you move out here, and everyone's in the industry, so you just start making friends, and they kind of push you into it, and I signed up on LA Casting, and I remember the first week I signed up, I uh, submitted for three things, got auditions for those three things, and I booked all three things. Fair so enough. I was like, Maybe this is something I should think about doing. I was just doing it as a creative thing. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew I couldn't have a normal job. So I was like, what am I going to do? And (laughs) now I totally know what I'm going to do. It's all I can think about. So... Talk about how you, I liked on your IMDb, you said that you do other, all the behind the scenes things, which helps you as an actress. Oh yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to be in the film industry, knowing a little bit of everybody's jobs is great. Um, Two main reasons. One is to never forget what people are going through and to always have an appreciation for what their job is. A lot of times you'll get on set and some of the lead actors can be really bad or even anyone else in the production can be bad to those lower people like PAs, background. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, they help with the with the project mm-hmm. and you can't do anything without a PA and to mm-hmm. always have a gratitude for what they do and to know what they do and and then I can be more of an asset on set because if someone's like grab the stinger and I'm like oh it's right here here you go and they're like yeah, oh my god you know what it is yeah <laughs> so it if, helps out if I could quote Dexter salt of the earth those people yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's and you know I think film especially film it's like a big art project and everyone has their specific you know area that they're in and you let them have 
do their job and it's going to make the project that much better. And sometimes you'll get on set and you'll have a director that was, you know, he wrote it, he's producing it, he's directing it. And sometimes it can be great, but most of the time I think it's a train wreck because you get too obsessed about being tunnel vision and these people could have great ideas and make your film that much better. And, and but then you have to listen and not, and then learn not to listen to certain advice, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, it usually helps when you have a great team and then it flows really nicely and you get, amazing finished piece usually when you got everyone that's doing a really good job so i don't know i like doing anything on set on there <laughs> yeah it's you fun. name it mm-hmm. i don't care and you know what's really funny is like i love doing background and um i had a guy i actually just worked on parenthood as an ice skater mm-hmm. and there was only a few of us so i was just ice skating around having fun and one of the background people was asking me about projects i've done and i was talking to him some of the films and just they're indie films. I don't consider it anything big. I'm like, I'm just working. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, and you still do background? That's so humble. And I'm like, I, I just felt so weird when he said that to me. I'm like, why wouldn't I still be doing background? I'm like, I'm not getting paid a ton of money to do the huge films and I don't have time. If I have a chance to be on set, why would I choose to sit at home and do absolutely nothing? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't Very know. True. So, yeah, there's Very nothing true. too small to do. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo. Yeah. Well, it's very cool. Thank you yeah. for sharing with us. And where where can everybody like find you? Like oh. your Facebook page, Twitter, where can people follow you at? Your website. I, I do have a Twitter account, but I don't think I've ever been on it. I can't do that. You have you I'm have, on Facebook. You've have, posted a few times. I have? And you can yeah, you can follow her. <laughs> Maybe my roommate did at, that. At, at Lauren H. Burns. I oh, I totally you. tagged you tonight. So. <laughs> I don't know if I know my security word to get in and, and accept your uh, Facebook or Twitter or whatever. But yes, I'm on Facebook I follow and I'm on I'm online. I have my own website. It's laurenburns.com. It's the only one. Um, but I'm a huge Facebooker. So and if you go on Facebook, it's Lauren Burns. There's yeah. two of them. I have a fan page and I have um, my home page. And by the way, people, Burns is spelled B-Y-R-N-E-S. Yes. Not the Burns as I'm going to burn you. No, no, no. It's <laughs> Irish. It's Irish. <laughs> Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And Lauren, you have a couple of projects that oh, yeah. are going on, right? I what I yes. was um, looking at Underbelly Blues. I saw the trailer for it. It mm-hmm. looks fun. It's like a dark comedy. It right? is. Oh, and, my gosh. And you play Olive? I do. And who, who saw it? I am a lovely lesbian. And nice. yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend is a stripper, and we ended up killing... I can't give too much away, but I ended up killing... Well, she ended up killing a cop, and it's it's kind of uh, Pulp Fiction-y. It's produced by Tony Tarantino. It's doing really good right now. And that's Quentin Tarantino's mm-hmm. father, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so that's oh, really wow. cool. Yeah. And in the, I noticed that in the... Just in the um, preview that you're making out with your girlfriend, so... Yes. So, yeah, so it's pretty... So- <laughs> okay, Underbelly Blues. Yes. That's on my watch list. <laughs> yeah, so Lauren's pretty hot, for those of you who can't... Oh, yeah, you. who aren't seeing it. Oh, Lauren. yeah, let's describe her, please. Lauren is gorgeous. <laughs> Lauren's gorgeous. She's very fit. She has, she she has beautiful blue eyes. She has dark hair. Yeah. She's a good-looking girl. And uh, you should. And she's acting. I like long walks on the beach, and I have a big dog. Yes, so we must love dogs. <laughs> what kind of a dog is it? A Doberman Pinscher, actually. Oh, she trains. Oh, right. She trains dogs, and yeah, yeah Kier, he's incredible. Yeah, he's amazing. 
Uh, there's one other thing that I wanted to ask you, but you ran into Michael C. Hall at the Playboy Mansion. I did, yeah. Woo. Yeah, he was there like a few Sundays ago, and he was there with his girlfriend, I believe, and they were really nice. I didn't get a chance to really chat with them, but I know that a ton of the people that worked there ended up talking to him, and he took photos and was not, you know, he was just amazing from what I hear. So, And from working with him on set, he was never mean or anything. I, like I said, their set's nice. They're, everyone's nice. They attract nice people. That's so. cool. So how was he with the girlfriend? Were they like... Ooh. <laughs> am, am I dishing on him? Yeah. How does she compare? How does she compare to Jennifer Carpenter? You know, oh, I thought she was really so pretty. Mean. She seemed really sweet. Eye contact is a big thing for me. And a lot of times you can tell snooty people because they refuse to look at you, especially if you're the hired help, you know. Um, and they both, like, I had walked past them and he, they both just looked at me and smiled. And, like, if I had stopped and said, hi, how are you guys doing? I know they would have been, I'm great. How are you? But I was busy. I had stuff to do. So <laughs> I, uh, my part-time job for those people listening, I work at the Playboy Mansion as a butler. So I serve half in the girls. So they keep me busy. Cool. Very neat. So how do we apply for that job? (laughs) Do they let men work there as butlers? Actually, there's a lot of men. There's more guys than girls. And I wear clothes, people. So (laughs) I don't wear a bunny outfit or paint. Uh, Steven and I need recommendations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sign up on the list. There's a long one. (laughs) Yeah. So Underbelly Blues, Lauren Burns. Yes. Check it out. It's going to be at the Hollywood Festival on the 20th. So this coming Congrats. Saturday. Wow. So they only accept 20 films, and we made it in. Yes. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank Doing you. Well. Yeah. Very cool. Very Thank cool. You. Let's go ahead and move into news and gossip. All right. John. I love news and gossip. <laughs> and in, the, in the meantime, how about we do a favorite quote? <laughs> Another Here's a favorite quote I had from this episode. Another favor. It feels like I'm taking care of a stray cat. I remind you of a dirty cat. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Nadia and Quinn, their little oh, exchange. Yeah. Quinn, Quinn's in the office. favorite line with Quinn. Uh, I'm the only dirty cop in this station. Yeah, yeah. that was hilarious, <laughs> Okay, man. I got a Lewis one. Oh, crap. I love that. Okay, so uh, we, we actually have um, Anna, who's going to share something with us before we take a look at a link uh, that's on YouTube. Ooh. And we'll describe it to you people who are listening. <laughs> so... This is uh, this is a spoiler alert. So mm-hmm. turn down your Spoil- sets. Spoiler or, alert, or fast or, forward. Yeah, do something. So this is uh, just an interesting rumor that uh, the eighth season could be the final season, mm-hmm. and that uh, it will likely run longer. It'll be probably sixteen episodes, and uh, as opposed to the typical thirteen. And and that it could be. Um, they might split it up, kind of like The Walking Dead does or Breaking Bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I don't know. But they're saying that the A season is going to be the final season. Rumor has That's it. That's good. Wow. Yeah, it's, I, well, I thought it was confirmed, actually. I think it was, too. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. the, writers, the writers had a big, uh, yep. big well, conference. Then. Oh, I'm I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually didn't know that they were going to have it be longer, though. I mean, I, I honestly had And I didn't that. know they were going to break it up. So it's yeah. all good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a failure, you guys. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but, like, the writers were actually talking about how t- because they have a deadline to finish, they, they're shoving so much more into each episode in these seasons. So that's why this whole season has been so much yeah. more spot on with yeah. everything going and going. The first episode was just, wow. It's 
Yeah, it's, I think it's good to look forward to this stuff because mm-hmm. if the writers are taking it this way, they know exactly how they're going to end it, and that's going to make it even better because they don't have to be like, we have to hold back because yeah. we have four more seasons. How much longer are we going to mm-hmm. be? They can let it all go, and they're going to. I think we're going to see some of the best episodes. Yeah, and I, I think, like you said, all three of these have been fantastic from the get go, mm-hmm. and I think we actually have another really good killer. Like that guy scares <laughs> the sh- out of me. <laughs> you know, like his horns, and it's it's nice to see like the minotaur. Know, the yeah, minotaur like it's a guy. good creepy like it kind of. Like a early Halloween episode today, you know? so it's, it's, I'm glad that we're going to have kind of another really good crazy killer. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and take a look at that YouTube video. That John, do you have that queued up right now? Yes. Hold on. Okay, very good. So I'll, while you're queuing that up, I have another favorite quote. Uh, oh, we kind of mentioned this. Too. We kind of mentioned this earlier. Oh. Uh, Can I say my Lewis one? Oh, go ahead, say it. Yes, do it. I liked his. It's not cheating if you pay for it. When he's trying to get himself out of jail, he's like, what? That was very Love funny. It. I, I enjoyed that, too. Yeah. So we we said, you said earlier, I have the worst luck with interns. And that's Masuka. That was a funny mm-hmm. one. Jesus effing Christ on a cracker. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, who says that stuff? That's why it's so funny. It just comes out of Deb's mouth. She has diarrhea of yeah, the mouth sometimes. Oh, yeah. it's, it's awesome. What did she What did she call him? A Victor Wagla. Who's a what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was that? <laughs> I didn't I get that I didn't either. know if that was a line flub or I don't know. It was great. but uh, it, was, it seemed like it was pretty funny, though. Dexter had a good one um, when he was, like, talking about the system. And it's yes. like, if it worked as well as you think it did, I wouldn't be so busy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really That's like, a great line. Yeah. yeah, that one was excellent. Yikes. Is that one coming up? There's scum. Okay. Could, could you go ahead and pause it really quickly? So... Thank you, John. So um, pretty much this, I found this Dexter's Laboratory slash Dexter mashup kind of thing. And it's actually, it's its, it's, its own unique thing. So have you guys seen Dexter's Laboratory? It's a cartoon yes. on mm-hmm. Cartoon Network. Yes. Right? And I every time I type in Dexter on like YouTube or Facebook or, you know, Bing search engine, it always comes up with Dexter's Laboratory and Dexter. Those are top two things. Great shows. So this <laughs> one took Dexter's Laboratory, which is a little kid's cartoon, and it made it into... You know, uh, an animated thing of Dexter is as if he's a kid killing and it's like a combination of the <laughs> nice. two and it's hilarious so let's go ahead and play that clip now and it sounds like we're just gonna do are we just gonna do the sound there's scum the sound's and funny, there's anyway. Solomon Zamuda he's scum of scum and he deserves a wake up call Watch where you're going, nerd. Ah, this playground can be real dangerous. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Where am I? <laughs> he wakes up at this point. He wakes up and he's wrapped in plastic. Naked? <laughs> I need to rid the world of filth, Solomon, in order to feed my own insatiable appetite for death. Look, no, 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 please, please don't kill me. I'll never bully anyone again. I promise, Dexter. Oh, God. My dark passenger tells me what needs to be done. And when I feel my emotional shell begin to crack under the weight of guilt, I still feel no remorse, no regret, no. Nope. Other. Oh, There's Deb. Yeah. What are these slides? Huh? Deb, put those down. You're forgetting the rules, Dex. Sorry. Ah, everyone, get out of my room! Hey, Dex, what's under here? Uh, Dexter? Who's that? He's, uh, just a friend. We were just uh, playing a game. Oh, can I play too? Please, please? 
Let her have her childish games. Her moment of fun. Anything to tire her incessant annoyance. Soon I'll be able to silence the screaming killer inside me. The killer who begs only to be fed the blood of the guilty. I lay and wait for my chance tonight to make Solomon pay for the wrath he unleashes on my playground. Ah, there goes his head. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Let's do it again. The roller coaster. Hey, Dex, instead. you seen my, uh. I am a terrible father. <laughs> Oh, Harry. <laughs> wow. Alrighty then. So what'd you guys think of that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's pretty funny, right? Yeah. They did a good job I think combining they, the two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think they did. And it fits very neatly yeah, into sure. two minutes. Oh, yeah, there we go. On the belly oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And Also, sorry guys about the, the technical difficulties. And I was trying to find a picture oh, yeah. for... Her awesome. video, her movie. Yeah, right there. Oh, nice. there's all the Are you the one uh, driving? Yeah, I actually got to drive that car. It was in um, a 41 something or other, but it was pretty fun to drive. Okay. It's definitely different, that's for sure. So we're looking, oh. to people who are listening, we're looking at um, the, the poster for... Uh, Lauren Burns's uh, new movie Blues. Underbelly mm-hmm. Blues and it has a little bit of a nod to Thelma and Louise kind of what's funny yeah but no everyone I mean like we had a cast of 20 some people and the cool backstory behind this is most of it was improv um, the director had gotten everyone together and filmed improv sessions, and then after they had weeks of us improving, they put a script together—a loose, very loose script—and <laughs> then we shot over weekends, over two-month period. And um, they'd be like, "Okay, this is the scene we we need to accomplish. This, go for it, you guys." And and there's some really funny stuff, but then there's some really dark stuff because it is a dark comedy. I love dark comedies, yeah. and that's so what, you'd probably yeah. absolutely love it. So it's like a college guy's dream. So, I don't know. I mean, like, my roommate's a girl, and she cracks up the whole thing. I'm laughing most of it, too. So, it's really funny. There's some great jokes. Yeah. Great project to be involved Very in. Very neat. I, yeah. I'm excited yeah. about it. I want to watch yeah. it. Is, does it have a Facebook fan page so oh, we can I'm like sure it? Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to like it out it. on Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to like it. Heck yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move into predictions, please. Predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV. All right, Anna, let's hear it. <laughs> I have several. Okay, so you know how in every season there's always a couple of enemies, roadblocks that Dexter has? You know, there's like the ice truck killer and Trinity and Jordan Chase and Travis and... Okay, everybody's following. The serial killers, (laughs) the big killers. But then there's also the little ones, right? There's, um, let's see what I have here. There's, well, like Professor Geller was like a lesser one, kind of. Well, he thought he was chasing Professor Geller. It ends up being Travis. Right. And like Quinn was sort of after him during uh, season five with the Jordan Chase was mm-hmm. the the bad guy, but Quinn was also kind of on his case. So there's always kind of like a lesser... Um, mm-hmm. Mini boss. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Dokes. Dokes, of course. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel, I predict that Hannah's going to be that for Dexter Ooh. this season. Very interesting. Uh, then, Deb Index had that conversation that she said, you know, I, I'm not going to change. He said he's not going to change. And she says, go back to your place and be you. I feel like they might team up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't know. Like, it's going to be a, like, but it wouldn't. Uh, Those are powerful she, predictions. When mm-hmm. she, when, what did she call it with he and Lumen? She had, like, a. Deb had like a name for it. Whatever. Oh, I feel oh, like wow. I do not remember that. But I feel like they're gonna team up. 
totally. Okay. And then... Dynamic duo. Di- sure, the, let's call it that. The Dexter dynamic duo with Deborah. Then... That was alliteration, by the, the way. It was really good. The, <laughs> the Ukrainian mob said, with technology, there's always a way to find you know, whatever. So, obviously, I feel like Dexter's going to be in trouble with that. Absolutely. Those, those are all of my predictions. Those are good. That mm-hmm. You got very uh, prediction-rich episode. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. Hey, that's what I'm here for. I'll go ahead and throw one out. Uh, this one's a little bit more short-sighted, which is that the Minotaur guy is pretty much replacing Big Chino. I kind of alluded to this earlier. But uh, I, I, I want to see him only last for one more episode, maybe even two, you know? But uh, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I, I, th- I feel like Dexter's probably going to kill him next time. And Deb is going to have uh, a part in it. And she's going to be more involved in Dexter's cold cases that he researches and does the killings for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and agree with that one. I think that I think Deb in this episode now is doubting kind of the way that the system does things. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to see them teaming up more of Dexter giving their clues and her going out and finishing some people, like giving them their justice. Um, I also think that the love interest with Hannah is going to take off a big... Uh, Love scenes there, and I wanted to ask you guys, what did you think it meant when he's at the end, when he says, I'm finally free, but freedom comes with a cost? What do you think his cost is going to be? His sister. Ooh. That's what I Or his to. life. Yeah. I thought it was one of those two as mm-hmm. well. So that was the end of my predictions. Okay. Would you like to do some, Lorden, or? Um, just going back to Deb, I think I agree with everyone saying that they're, she's going to definitely start helping him out with this, but... I think what happens with that is that if you're too good at your job, someone's going to get suspicious because nothing's too good to last and it's always something's behind it. So I think maybe that'll trigger them starting to think that she is Dexter, you know, even though it's Dexter, the one really killing everyone. But now she's saying his words. She's, you know, already some people are suspicious. So I think that could definitely be a big thing. All righty. I think um, I think the Ukrainian mob is going to dump Lewis's body, of course, and I think that's going to be the next case that we see is Lewis's death is going to be the body that Dexter gets called in to find. I mm. think Jamie's going to be sus- suspicious of Dexter and talk to Deborah about it. I think mm. that the Ukrainian mob, the main guy, Isaac, who, found, who talked to Dexter at the foxhole, I believe that they're not going to kill Dexter. I think that that guy is the same, one and the same with Dexter, and it's going to happen to somewhat of a Weird, weird meeting and weird situations going on with, between Isaac and Dexter. Ooh, maybe mm. proposition him. They, they, the thing about mobs is they appreciate good, good killers. <laughs> yeah. So you never know what could happen because I don't know. I'm, I'm mm. not going to say anymore. <laughs> maybe they were trying to get rid of Victor anyway, and exactly. Dexter perfectly did it. He knew. He knew right away in the middle of the ocean. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would have done, probably. That's yeah. what he was thinking. And Victor was dead. Bef- and He knows that Dexter killed Victor before the cops even knew anything about the clubs or were investigating at all. Mm-hmm. So he's got to know something about, okay, well, this guy didn't just kill him because he's a cop. He killed him because he wanted to kill him. So. Very cool. I like, I like that prediction. Good predictions, everybody. But I think that is... Oh, that is the delicious outro music. Yeah. <laughs> delicious. I love it too. And thank you guys for watching us here. We're going to see you guys next week. And thanks for watching After Buzz TV. Of course, Bing is for doing. And where can we find everybody here? I'm at JJ Jurgens. Um, LaurenBurns.com. Uh, you can find me at Facebook.com slash Stuven, S T U V E N. You can find me. I'm Anna Koppel at Koppel for Mayor, K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R. 
Ooh. And you guys can follow me at Sean underscore Overman on Twitter. And once again, thanks for joining us and buzzing with us. And we'll catch you guys next week. Woo! Woo! All right. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 